0: Welcome to the Wise Woman Collective. My name is Elizabeth Entry. I am the host and the creator of the Wise Woman Collective podcast. The Wise Woman Collective is a space created to inspire and serve the elevated women of this era, to live a life anchored in Christ and freely being the woman God has created them to be. Thank you for joining. I cannot wait for us to get into this next episode. Let's get it. Hello and welcome to the Wise Woman Collective Podcast. I am back. I am your host, Elizabeth Anchey, and I'm excited to be here. Can y'all believe it? I know. Episode one is done. Now we're back with episode two. I told you how much I've missed you and I love you all. So I have updated not one, but two new podcasts for you to catch up on. It's been a minute. I'm hoping that every week you have a new podcast that you can listen to, but this is just a treat because your girl's been gone for a minute. I couldn't leave you hanging with just the first one. And so today we're gonna to continue the conversation from yesterday. The truth of it is we're building from audacity. Last week, the podcast was titled Audacity where we just discussed how we need to be bold about making decisions, especially when we know that God has called us to do something. I think sometimes we are so comfortable, we think that God is gonna force it on us, but sometimes it requires being audacious. It requires us being so bold and betting on God. And so if you haven't already, please check out that podcast. I believe that it will help you if you are in a season of your life where you're having to do something new and you need to trust God and you want to know, how do I do it? Simply, it is audacity. And so when you can go ahead and catch that last podcast, I believe that it will be great for you to listen to. and. We're going to build on that today. And so we are back with episode two of this season. Today, I just want to speak about something that I believe that we are all, at some point in our life, will have to really ask ourselves about, and I cannot wait to get into it. I just pray that after this podcast, I know that you're going to have this level of freedom that will come over you. <laughs> and so I cannot wait to get into it. And extremely, extremely excited for this one. It is titled authenticity. Let's get it. All right. Thank you for joining me today for today's podcast. I am extremely excited to be back doing a podcast. God is so faithful. I will never stop saying that. I should actually brand that word because I say it all the time because that is who God is. He is just faithful. He is faithful when we're not faithful. So you're going to always hear me say that God, he is faithful, okay? Today, I want to talk about authenticity. Authenticity is really a broad subject, but I really want to speak about authenticity when it comes to the things that God is calling us to do or calling us to be. And for me, I have, I would say for the most part, have really tried to be very authentic. Let me reword that. When I was younger, I really had a hard time being authentic because I am a first-generation Ghanaian-American. Both of my parents were born, raised, immigrated to America in the 80s and had me. And so I'm a first-generation Ghanaian-American from Texas. (laughs) I was born in Arlington, Texas. Okay, And let me just say, I love being a Ghanaian. I'll say that. (laughs) But life was different because you grow up basically with two different cultures. You grow up with a culture that your parents are trying to raise and instill in you. And then you have the culture of where you actually were born and raised. Like you live it, you grow it, you see it. And so for most of my life, I have had to really just accept the fact that I am the best of both worlds. Okay. (laughs) I am the best of both worlds. That's what I call myself. I say I'm the best of both worlds because... The truth is when you are a Ghanaian-American, you're never fully Ghanaian and you're not fully American. If you are around Ghanians and you don't speak the language, you don't know how to cook the food, you don't know all the cultural exchanges and all the things, it's hard. You know you're not all the way Ghanaian and they let you know you're not Ghanaian. (laughs) They let you know you're accepted, but you internally don't feel fully accepted because they're telling you everything that you're not. What ends up happening is that when you're with Ghanaians, you turn parts of your American side off. And then when you get around Americans who are really accepting and very open of different cultures, but because they don't know about your culture, there's certain beliefs, understandings that you know just don't align. And so you have to turn off that part of yourself. And so based on the environment, You turn pieces of yourself off and cannot really fully be yourself. And so for a long time, I struggled with being authentic because the truth is, at the core of who I am, a Ghanaian American born in Texas, I was not fully accepted in both spaces. I remember with African Americans, it's, oh, the African Liz or Liz the African, which I wore boldly. I love being Ghanaian. That's something that I wore with a lot of boldness. But just even saying that you already know you're not fully accepted here. And then when you get around Ghanaians, you know they know how to make you feel like you ain't from there. <laughs> <laughs> so it is hard because you are really not all of one thing. And so I dealt with that, having to switch on and switch off and struggling with what parts of myself would be accepted. And the truth of it is, Depending on the environment that you decide to grow in, and in my case, it was in my African community, there's so many pieces of yourself that you have to literally cut off so that you can be accepted. Now, we all do it from childhood. We all find ways to where we can feel accepted into a space. There's certain parts of us that we turn off to be accepted. So it's not something that's weird to Liz. We all do it. But this was my journey. And so I dealt with having to dim some of myself to be accepted. And I don't want to say it was the fault of anyone. I think that everyone was just being themselves, but not very sensitive of how someone who is a mixture of two cultures shows up. And being able to say, you know what, you show up differently and you're still accepted 100%. You show up differently And you can still show the sides of you and feel safe. You show up differently. We're not going to call you names. We're not going to call you Akata. We are going to accept you as you are Ganyan. And so for a long time, it became very hard. It was hard in my relationships. It was hard in my friendships because you can't show all of yourself. And what ends up happening is you begin to dim your light. And sadly, even as people of God, when we come into church, we're told, how bad we are, how wrong we are, and how at our core that we are not good enough. We are told that because when we are asked to do something, we don't feel that we are worthy of doing it because we have been told that you're not qualified. And as much as we don't think it impacts us, it does impact us. It impacts how we show up. It impacts how people experience us. When I started speaking and sharing God's word, I never considered myself a woman of God. I always left that for the Priscilla Shires and things as such, because I knew I was not like everyone else. How God expressed himself through me wasn't what I had seen before. And every time I saw people who went into ministry and things as such, you could see that they had to literally shift who they are to fit into the space. And I don't blame them, right? Because we've been told over and over again, in order for you to do a thing, you have to be someone else. In order for you to be a good wife, you have to be totally different. Let me give you a quick story (laughs) of my husband and I. When we first got married, you know when you get married, let me tell you, we're here. Okay, so you know when you're living your single life, you're just doing you. You live you, you don't really think about living with somebody else or anything like that. You only know how to be yourself with yourself, right? (laughs) And then you get married and everybody's giving you all this advice. Like, oh, when your husband is speaking, you know, you need to be careful, you know, how you speak. And I'm like, well, I'm a lioness. I'm not just going to let anybody say anything they want to. You can't just say what you want. And that might've been my American culture that was showing up. But all I could hear what was echoing is, you don't have to be somebody else to be married to this man. (laughs) you know, when they're like, oh, you know, you need to get up at six in the morning and all this stuff and make sure your husband, I'm like, I can't open my eyes that early. I just can't. You're asking me to be somebody I am not. But of course, because I really desired marriage and I love my husband. When we first got married, I was doing all the things, honey. He would go to work in the morning. He would work 12 hour shifts. And so I would take his stuff to the cleaners. I'd have a hot meal. I would clean up the house and I would, Make sure everything was spotless. Like I was doing all the things, even if it wasn't natural for me, because I knew you're going to have to be somebody else. Because at your core, Liz, you're not going to be able to do this. You will not do some of these things. And so I remember one day, my husband, he's so cute. He could just see I was really working hard to be a really good wife. And he looks at me. He was like, although it seems that our Ariana Wafani World Cup In English, that means it looks like you taking this marriage like it's the World Cup, meaning I was doing too much. (laughs) Honey, the relief that came over me. And he was like, babe, it is a long journey. So just be yourself. Relax. You'll be fine. And he should not have told me that because that was the last day I ever did the most. Okay? But I do do the most for him. But it's not from a place of trying to be someone that I'm not. It flows from me. And the extraness has always been there, but this time it's in flow. (laughs) Before, I was just trying too hard. And the truth of it is, we really believe that we have to be someone else to be married. We are told all the time how we're not feminine enough. We're not helpful and all these things. And then we see someone else doing it. We feel that we have to be like that person. And so then we start trying to speak like that person or we try to start behaving like a certain person because we've been told that at our core, we're not good enough, but this person does it good. This person does it right. We end up trying to mimic and copy. And if we are successful in mimicking and copying, we realize years from now that that is not true to who we are. So even doing this podcast, I struggled because I honor the Word of God, I honor ministers and all of that, but I cannot force myself to show up inauthentically and so when I first started speaking, people were calling me Minister Liz and all these things, and I was like, don't call me that call me Liz. I am a child of God who is on her journey and trusting God if women of God is what feels good that's good but Make sure as you're saying that, that you're not holding me onto those expectations. And I also want to speak to other women who have a role that you feel that you have to be someone else. That is a lie. Because the truth is, before we were created, like before we even came onto the scene, there was a plan for our lives. God has a purpose for my life. He knows me. He knows me. Okay. (laughs) When he called me to speak and do all these things, I would have imposter syndrome all the time because I'm like, God, my swag. I can't get rid of the swag, Lord. And he's like, I called you. (laughs) I called you. And then I would look at other people and I'm like, I don't align with ministry like that. And it was just hard. And let me tell you, it was a real war (laughs) with me and God because I was like, Lord, are you wanting me to be like this? Do you want me to talk different? What is that? Because I am your raw material. I want to believe that how you created me is enough for you to work with to do more than I can ever imagine. And the truth of it is when God calls you, he knows you. He knows your weaknesses. He knows where you were born. He knows your accent. He knows the difference. He knows it. He knows the financial backgrounds you're coming from. He knows all these things, yet he's calling you. Now, I was reading Exodus. I'll pull it up on my phone because I think I'll share with you a scripture here. It's in Exodus. This is when God is calling Moses to lead the people of Israel. And Moses is like, uh-uh, get somebody else to do it. (laughs) He was really not interested. And so God calls Moses to lead the people of Israel. Moses, like many of us who are called to speak and all those things, feels as though he's not good enough to lead the people. Like he's like, no, no, get somebody else to do it. Like he really wanted somebody else to do it. But in so many ways, God makes it very clear that he has made a decision that it is Moses who he wants to do it. And Moses is like, you know what? I really can't do this thing. This is not for me. And this is for people who God is calling you to serve people or he's calling you into a certain space that only you can serve. Like my personality, the way I speak, my education, my experiences, can only resonate with a certain group of people. The way I see God may not be the same way everybody else does, but there's a group of people who connect to God in a unique way when I speak. It took me a long time to recognize that. And the truth is, the way you are, just as you are, not saying you should stay there, wait a minute, not saying that you should stay there, but just as you are, when God is calling you into a space, You are the raw material in the hands of God. This is someone who created the heavens and earth in six days and rested on the seventh. This is the one who turns water into wine. And so, why can't we have faith and believe that whatever God has called me to do, that He will make me who I need to be? That I don't have to be someone else. I don't have to do what someone else is doing. I don't have to do it the way that they're doing. And yet, I'm still sufficient. And even if there are people that do not resonate with me, that God (laughs) has a group of people that are specific to me and it's okay. Do you know how long it took me to accept that? (laughs) It made me just take my weaknesses and say, Lord, my weaknesses are in your hands. Even in marriage, I'm not tooting my own horn, but my husband will tell you all the time, he is the happiest man. Ask me what I do, nothing. I just joke. I just talk. I just do me. Parenting is a little hard. We'll talk about that on a different podcast. But even as a parent, you don't need to be someone else. Now, when I'm saying this, I'm not saying you don't need to be refined. What I'm saying is you don't have to be someone else. And you don't have to feel as though this parent is better than me or this person is better than me. But what you can do is just put yourself into the hands of God and say, God, mold me into who you've created me to be. If this is what you've called me to do, give me the grace to do it. If this is where you called me to, give me the grace to be it. You don't have to put on a voice that's like someone else. You don't have to dress like anyone else. You don't have to have the same wig as anyone else. And what I want to share with you is what God tells Moses. Moses is going back and forth with God at this point, And he's pulling all the tricks. It's like my kids when they don't want to go to sleep. When I'm like, it's time for you to go to sleep. They'll be like, mom, my tummy hurt. <laughs> My I got a headache. My I need some Tylenol. Like they will do everything they can to get out of it, to get out of not having to sleep, but eventually you're gonna go to sleep. So (laughs) Moses was doing the same thing with God. He was trying to talk God out of using him for something that God needed him to do and wanted him to do and purposed him to do. And he gave all the excuses in the world. One of the excuses he gave was that He wasn't eloquent enough and that he had a speech impediment. And so he's telling God, listen, I am not eloquent. I cannot speak very well. God being who he is, such a loving father, but I don't think that was the tone he was giving Moses because Moses at this point was just doing a lot. (laughs) When I was reading it, he was getting on my nerves. I can only imagine (laughs) how... God was handling him, but he has so much patience. So I'm sure he wasn't irritated. Well, the tone just kind of sounds like, no, the Bible says that he got angry. So Moses is getting on everybody's nerves. And so, but verse 12 or 11, God then says to him, like who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? So he's coming back and saying, this whole, you don't know how to speak. And this whole, you have a speech impediment. I am the one who creates the human being. So what is you talking about? I'm the one who creates. Basically, I have taken that into context when I called you. I'm the one who created you. I'm the one who makes the one, who makes them different you and who gives them sight or makes them blind. Is it not I, the Lord? Whew. And then he says something that I want to encourage you with today. What he says to Moses is in verse 12. He says, Now go. I will help you and I will teach you what to say. Now go. I will help you and I will teach you. And so today, I just want to speak to the person who feels that at your core, you're not good enough, or at your core, you have to be someone else, or at your core, you're not worthy enough. And dealing with imposter syndrome, like am I supposed to be in this space? Anyone who's feeling pressure to be someone that they're not. Or to do with things in a way that is not true to who they are, or the person who is having to dim their light to be around people. Today, I just wanna encourage you the way I had to encourage myself that God, you know me. You created me. You knew I would be born in Arlington, Texas, and that I'll have a southern twang. You knew that I would not be able to speak tree as good as other people. You know that. You know that. There's just certain things that I would not be and I would not be able to connect to. And you made me and you called me. And the thing is, when I looked at everyone around, I was like, God, I'm not like them, but Lord, I'm yours. I am the raw material. And I believe that you can use me as I am. Now, let me put a caveat here. I am not saying stay the way you are, unhealed, broken. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is giving the raw material to God and allowing him to refine you and make you the woman that you are. Giving him permission to build you up. Giving him the permission to lead you. By the grace of God, we have the Holy Spirit to help us and leaning into the Holy Spirit to help us. And so I'm honored to be back doing this podcast. Maybe you notice that the way I'm speaking is totally different And it's because I got to a space where I recognize I am who I am. You are who you are. And it's more than enough for God. You don't have to be anyone else. You don't need to be like somebody else's wife to make your husband happy. All you need to be is, Lord, you created me. Make me into a good wife. You don't have to preach like someone else preaches. But Lord, anoint my lips in the only way that you can. And today, I want to encourage you that wherever you find yourself, I want you to take your time and read Exodus 4. But most importantly, Exodus 4, chapter 4, verse 12, where God says that he will teach and he will help. God will help you and God will teach you how to be the woman he has created you to be. And this journey of life is doing everything it can to help us to evolve into who God has created us to be. It just takes a decision in believing that at my core, God, you love me and I'm enough. I may not fit into everyone else's box, but I fit into your box. That the same way that, Lord, you made people who I'm supposed to serve, who will connect to me, that at my core, I am a good wife. You will teach me and you will help me. You will make me a great parent. You will teach me. You will help me. You will make me a great businesswoman. You will teach me. You help me. Today, I just want to encourage you wherever you are, that at your core, you are enough and that you don't have to be anybody else. You don't have to speak like anyone else. You don't have to dress like anyone else. You can just show up as yourself and we can trust the Holy Spirit to express himself through you. Trust him. Well, that's it, y'all. I think that's all I got today, (laughs) but be authentic. Be true to who you are. Am I showing up fully as I am? Am I afraid to show up? Do I feel that I need to be someone else to be this man's wife or this woman's husband or these children's mom? Now, does that mean we don't need to grow? No, that's not what I'm speaking about. But when we become envious of other people and we're trying to emulate people so much, you find that you get so frustrated because it's not you. But when we allow the Holy Spirit to help us, to teach us, we evolve into the woman that God has created us to be. And we can trust the Holy Spirit that God will express himself powerfully through me and you. And so with that, we're done with episode two. Two, 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 two. I got the next episode coming back. Oh, yeah, there's another gift. Episode three. I know y'all going to be like, Liz, you going to do this and run off again. No. <laughs> This is just an expression of my love. And I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. Please share it with a friend. Encourage that person that they should show up. Be a person that someone can show up comfortably around so that they don't have to fake it till they make it. Over here, we live authentically, authentically who we are and authentically the way God has created us to be so with that, I leave you with this episode. I love you. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.